Hello and welcome to the History Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Castor. Here as always, my co-host at Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, how was your trip? California dreaming on such a winter's day. Hi, Adam. How are you? I'm back. I'm here. I would have gone. Like a, this is like a live, a live episode, a timely episode. Oh, yes, very, very much God. so. Oh, I would have wow. gone with Hotel California by uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but yours, your, your one's good too. Your song's good too. Wait, wait, wait. What'd you just say? Hotel. Wait. Oh fuck! I was thinking of the other one. I was thinking of Californication by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I, I thought I thought you were going to say uh, like Danny California. Well, or Hotel Danny California. California. Hotel California is by a band that is way better than the Red Hot Chili Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh God, I feel stupid. It's by um, the Eagles, right? God, Adam. Thank yeah. God you've redeemed yourself. You've redeemed yourself. We 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 know on this podcast that you struggle when it comes to old time movies and and, and other uh, pop culture Remember references things? that that do not date back to 2005 very good yeah. I, I, th- thank god you, you you gained some points with that one i know three songs about california and i could never remember who who they're by okay name them well what's california by the mm-hmm. eagles yeah is it danny california's by the chili peppers yep yep and then californication is by oh god Hmm. It's a trick question, Adam. It's by the, it's by the Chili Peppers, also, isn't it's it? It's also by the Chili Peppers. Yes. I was like, I knew it. Then I didn't want to say. Then there's um, uh, "City of Angels" by Thirty Seconds to Mars. There is uh, "It Ain't California" by Kit Moore, the country guy. You know, my my yeah. my sort of speed. Um, I don't know. There's uh, "California Dreaming" by the Mamas and the Papas, which of mm-hmm. course I. I started this podcast with you know just just a brilliant musical rendition as you know i always do in this on this on this podcast i have to say there was something that oh okay so there was something that happened before i get to like the main story that i was going to start this podcast with there was something that happened on my on my journey to to california and nothing to do with anything that i did while while i was there got to i got to do some work got to play a little bit it's grand old time got to have some in and out burger Oh my God. <laughs> oh, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Oh, after in and out, after in and out, my system has never been clear. Oh my God. It's uh, honestly, the burgers are good, but the fries kind of suck. That's see, that's exactly what I said. I said, you go to in and out because you want the burger. You got to get, you got to bless yourself with that. Either that, either that double, double or that three by three. That's what you got to do. That's the move. But the fries, not that good. If you were to take the five guys fries and mix them with the in and out burger, oh, 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 oh now we're talking. Now we're yeah, talking. they they do have a couple of in and outs in in uh, Utah, so I know. But I know you did send me that that picture that I only that I only saw when I texted you to do a mailbag this morning. I don't know why I didn't see it, but I'm just an idiot and I suck with answering texts. I, I, I'm like the <laughs> worst at it. But yeah, the fries. I don't know. It's like they're mid. They're either too salty or not salty enough. It's not See, consistent. The, fr- the fries that I had were were actually the right amount of salty for me. I'm a, I'm a big salt guy. Uh, that might be another underlying health concern. Um, but 
but I was just like the fries don't really did they didn't really like tickle my pickle in 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 any way. The five plus, guys, I don't, five guys fries that's different. That's different. That's a different beast. Plus, I don't want to do like animal style fries because I'm just kind of I don't know fries or fries. I don't want to like do anything to them. Right, right. You don't want to you don't want to alter the, alter the fry. Like sometimes it, it can be too much. Right. Like you you don't want to overdo it. I'm a very minimalist person. You? So, you? No. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, I usually get a hamburger, honestly, when I go to In-N-Out with, like, lettuce, tomato. Um, the weird thing is, is that if you ask for onion, they give you, like, a huge onion. Mm-hmm. It's like they took it from the outside of the onion. Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> what did I get in my burger, my, my, on my double-double? I did not get the lettuce. I did not get tomatoes. I did not get pickles. I just got the onion. But the onion that they gave me was I was like hoping, okay, maybe they're gonna like, you know, slice it up a little bit for me. They just gave me like a big fat fucking onion ring, but not like fried or anything like that. It was yeah. um I mean it was delightful because I, I love onions. So like I was just like, all right, cool, bet. But yeah, I mean five guys, uh five guys. I don't want to talk about five guys. I'm talking about in and out. In and out, I had to wait. I got so we got in on Wednesday. I had to wait until Saturday to have my in and out. And let me tell you, that was uh, that was that, that that was the wait from hell. Always busy that place. Lines out the door on a so Saturday. You know it was crazy. It. You know it was crazy. It, it, it always is. You're 100 percent right. When we went, there were two other cars in the drive-thru. No way. And my I cut my cousin who who who, who lived there. Um, he was like, I have never seen this place this empty. Like the, I, the sit-in, like the sit-in area was was packed, but the drive-through was empty. I, I was stunned. Yeah, I went on Sunday. Actually, I was like, "Oh, I'm going to go there. Nobody's going to be there because a lot of things are closed on Sundays in Utah." And I was like, "And like a lot of the places, like the restaurants, aren't as crowded as they would be on a Saturday, where it's like you could barely find a table." It was still pretty crowded. I was like, this is kind of not, this is like impressive. I thought it was going to be like one of a couple people here. Yeah, it was crazy. It was, it was crazy. It was crazy. Yep. There, are two, there are two things in this trip that happened that I think Adam, you would get a kick out of. Number one, number one, I was playing pickleball in California because of course I was, you know, you, you, you know me by now. I, I love my pickleball. It's a great yep. sport. So we were playing, we were playing, right? And the game that I was in, we, we were down, if you don't know how the pickleball scoring works, it's the first one to 11 by two. And you can only win points on your on serve. Oh, that so sounds I like was, ping pong, almost. Yeah, yeah, sort of. So I was on serve. It was five It was five serving 10. So I had five. My team had five. The other team had 10. And we, I knew that I had to win some fucking points. I, I knew I had to win some points. So there was a court that was next to us where there are these uh, these 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 people, these uh, people probably they were probably like if they had graduated high school, they probably were like 1920, maybe if that. So they were just playing around, but they had music, they had music going. And. So I'm like, I'm not really like I'm not jiving with the music choice, it's like too modern for me. Oh, when did it come out? 2002? Is that too modern for you? No, it was more like modern pop. It was it was like it was trashy shit. Uh, but 
it was like it was okay. It was okay. Like there was some there was some stuff. Like they had Jay Z that was coming on. Uh, old school Kanye was coming on. Like that was good. That was good. I, I definitely jive with that. Um, but then when I was on serve and I was like, okay, we need to put some fucking points here. What comes on, Adam? I don't know. You don't know you're beautiful. <laughs> by oh one direction. God. <laughs> and I said to my mom, who was my partner, and I quote, they're dead. Because, as everyone knows, my man Harry came on. And let me tell you, when Mr. Harry Styles comes on the speaker, shit's about to go down. Yeah, no direction. Ended up serving seven straight points, one twelve ten. Thank you, Harry Styles. Noted directioner at Birdsaw. Oh, that's me. That's me. I'm a big. So for my my first was in sync. In sync was my shit. Fuck Backstreet Boys. As we've discussed, Adam, I'm pretty sure we had this conversation. That I'm a big big in sync guy. Yes. In in sync is the shit. Oh, that's number one. Number two. I have a question for you, Adam. Okay. This is this is something that that happened. There's follow up to this. The song. Mamma Mia. Right? Yes. Mamma Mia, here we go again. My, my, how could I resist you? You know, that yes. one? Yeah, from, from I, the I, from I could the sing movie. it in show tunes form if you would like. No, I'm good. I, I get it. I get the gist. Okay, good. When you hear that song, right, what's the first movie that you think of? Is this a, another trick question? This is not a trick question. This is not a trick question. The, the movie, Mamma Mia? Thank you. Okay. <laughs> We had to have a debate with my mother who said the first movie that she thought of when she heard Mamma Mia was Miss Congeniality starring Sandra Bullock. <laughs> That's I, interesting. I literally looked at her. I'm just like, what? You know, I don't think I've actually ever seen that movie. Oh, Miss Congeniality is great. It, it's a good time. If you need if you need a good laugh, it, it, it is it is pretty good. But that's that's like saying uh that's like saying you hear Dancing Queen and you think of Bohemian Rhapsody because it's got Queen in it. Well, wasn't was Mamma Mia in the song or in the movie Miss Congeniality? Yes. Well, yes. Oh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. I haven't seen I haven't seen Miss Congeniality in a long time. I were talking. I was, I was like, about, was was Mamma Mia in Mamma Mia? Yeah, that would be a stupid question. Of course it was. I, I would. I would hope so. Yeah. That would be pretty pretty disingenuous if they were like, we're going to have this movie, but not play the most iconic song in the movie. Oh, oh mamma mia. What's Here the first movie that you think of when you think it, when you hear Dancing Queen? Oh, 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 Dancing Queen is my shit. I think of Dirty Dancing. I see. I think of Mamma Mia. But, but Dirty Dancing is not a bad shout. Yeah. Dirty Perfect. Dancing is not is not a bad shout. I I can't disrespect that. Fun stuff. So yeah, we had we had to have that that little uh, that little history lesson that that Mamma Mia, the first first film you should be thinking of is in fact is in fact Mamma Mia. And and before we actually get on to what we have to talk about, we have a lot to talk about. We have mailbag. <laughs> we have to do. Um, there's a great show that I want everybody to watch. I watched it. My cousin helped film it. Um. It's called Ooh. Lioness. It's on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. I watched the first episode. Really good. So what's it about? Um, I haven't got I haven't gotten really into the uh, into the gist of it, but basic. But basically, from the little bit that I saw, 
it is about a, a group of uh, like special forces, special ops that are going after a uh, terrorist cell in the in the Middle East. Um, uh, Zoe Saldana is the main act, main actor that is uh, that is in the show. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Zoe Saldana and uh, Kate Winslet as well is in it. And the guy, and the, and the guy who directs it slash produces it produces it is also um, is uh, Taylor Sheridan, who does Yellowstone, uh, eighteen eighty three or eighteen eighty two, whatever the hell it whatever the hell it is, um, like all the Yellowstone spinoffs, and then he's the mm-hmm. creator of of, yeah, of Yellowstone. Very cool. Yeah. So if anybody, everybody needs to show it, they uh, they want to uh, that they want to watch, Lioness. Very good. You know what? It's a great show that I need to get back into watching, but I love the first couple episodes of it. I'm, I feel like since you're really into cooking, I feel like you've probably already watched it. But uh, The Bear on Hulu? Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Very good show. Very good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. Well, man, people are going to be like, oh, man, a breaking news podcast. And it's like 20 minutes in. We're talking about pickleball and mama mia and well i was One gonna Direction. do the, i was gonna do the breaking news podcast last night when i when i landed but i was i realized i said you know i'm sorry i'm not gonna do it by myself i figured just mix it mix it into a mailbag and it could just wait for 24 hours and here we are yeah no i just think it's funny because like people are gonna tune in i mean people that like don't know us are gonna tune in it's like man what's going on why aren't they getting <laughs> to the point it's been 20 minutes the title, the title is going to be uh, something along the lines of August Mailbag with that twenty exclamation points. It should be, the the title should be Mamma Mia, here I go again. But <laughs> no, the, no, it really should just be an audio track of me singing Mamma Mia or Dancing Queen. <laughs> Dan- Dancing Queen, oh my god, Dancing Queen makes makes it makes these hips gyrate. Yeah, that was a that was a bar mitzvah staple growing up. That's a wedding staple that I am okay with. Yeah, not the other one that we've talked about. Oh no, no DSB. No, 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 no. We don't. We don't. No, 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 no. We don't. No, no. Steve Perry could fuck off at weddings. Alrighty then. So let's transition into talking about breaking news. Transition. Hey, wonder who does. I wonder who else does that. Um, <laughs> so let's talk Dalvin Cook first because the Jets are important. Um, I so can, I, can I tell you my Dalvin Cook story? Yes, absolutely. So this is like the, the main thing that I wanted that I want to talk about. And great, great segue, Adam. You're just an, you're just an amazing host. You're an amazing host. You oh. keep things very on topic. Really smooth, really to the point. We don't ever divert, get away from what we're trying to get at. You're just very good at what you do. Don't change. Don't change. You're you're outstanding. I was really uh, happy with you halfway through that compliment. <laughs> <laughs> so I was on the plane coming back on Monday, and I was watching the the United Wolves match, which by the way, that uh that decision was a absolute fucking farce. That absolutely was a penalty. And uh the refs that have been just saving United for the last 30 years can uh can can go 
do something to a certain body part. Um, so I was on the plane. I watched I watched the highway robbery of the century take place, and I slept. I slept and slept for about three hours. Woke up with about twenty minutes left until we were on the ground at JFK. So like the the perfect flight. Just watch some sports, then knock, and then before you know it, welcome to New York. It's been waiting. How long was the flight? Welcome to New York. That's a Taylor Swift song, in case you didn't know. Um, The flight, the flight itself was about four hours and fifty minutes. Huh. My flight actually, usually, I my flight home is like four, maybe three and a half to four hours from Salt Lake City. That tailwind, baby. Yeah, yeah flight back about sucks, right. Though. That's about right because it, it took us about an hour to get from uh, L.A. to the Utah, uh, Colorado line. So yeah, it's about right. It would, that would take you about four hours. Yeah, the flight back sucks though because it's usually like four and a half to five hours. Yeah, so you're going the... right. You're going right into the wind, and that yeah. that that shit sucks. But in any event, so I got up, got up, we landed, and the first thing that I heard from this uh, this this a small child that was sitting two rows in front of me was talking to, I guess it was his brother or cousin or friend or whatever was that the jets just signed Dalvin cook. And so I, I, I go up to this, this, this child and I said, Hey, did you just say the jets signed Dalvin cook? And he was like, yeah, you know him. I'm like, well, I don't know him personally, but I was like, I didn't know the jets, the jets signed Dalvin cook. Thank you for telling me. He's like, yeah, no problem, man. So you didn't check your phone. That's how I I found out the Jets side Dalvin Cook was from probably a ten year old. (laughs) Your first, your first instinct was to ask the ten year old and not just look at it on your phone to see if your boy Ian uh, had the story, which he did. Well, all my shit was packed up because we were trying to get off the plane, and I hear this kid. I heard this kid talking, talking to his, talking to his boy about Dalvin Cook. Yeah. I w- I opened my phone during work, um, and I saw Dalvin Cook sign with the Jets. I was like, "No way, unbelievable!" Then I saw that Ian had it, and I was like, "Oh, it's it's real now." So it's was real. Ian the one who broke it, not Shafter. I don't know if it was Ian who broke it, but Ian I think was the first one that I saw, the first person I saw tweet about it. Ian Ian is just a man. He's 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 a special special specimen. Um, yep. Noted yes, Mets fan. Yes, Ian Rappaport. Yeah. The man, the man, my friend, my friend. Ian. We we've Noted had Mets fan. we've had email email communications and we've spoken face to face. Great guy. You want to hear a funny Ian Rappaport story? Oh boy, I never I never talked to him. I've never talked to him. Unlike some people on this call, no comment. But um, I remember exactly where I was when Francisco Lindor got traded because I was working at the fan and uh. Moose and Maggie were having their weekly interview with Ian Rappaport. Like I said, noted Mets fan and the trade broke during the interview. And they were like, (laughs) and then like told Ian during the interview and he's like, Oh my God, really? That's incredible. Um, It it was great story. (laughs) Anything that makes Ian happy. That's just one of my favorite things. One of my favorite things. Uh, All right. So Dalvin cook, Dalvin cook. Let's get, let's, let's get to business. Yes. So Dalvin Cook signed with the Jets one year. Yeah. Was it eight and a half million? Uh, uh yes, I believe I believe so. I didn't process all of the all of the terms when I was a zombie at uh 
at like 10 o'clock when I, when I got home, but it was something along those lines. Yeah, like eight and a half million. Yeah. So, well, really the important part about this contract is that it's for one year. And um, also, like the money isn't as important, but Dalvin Cook signed with the Jets. It's kind of interesting because Brees Hall also returned to practice uh, today. So um, I, I know that there were some theories going around that maybe Brees Hall wouldn't be uh, ready for for camp or week one. But, I mean, he could still not be. He could not be 100%. That's for sure. He could be back to practice, but he could still kind of be working back from that injury. And Dalvin Cook, really, Dalvin Cook being there just means that, you know, Michael Carter is going to be your third running back. And then, I mean, they might have to cut Bam Knight, which is kind of unfortunate, but uh, or put on the practice squad. I don't know what that eligibility looks like. And then um, Israel Abanaconda. Uh, yeah, I always want to say that name correctly. And I, I, I think yeah. he might end up being a third running back, honestly. And I think Michael Carter is just a prime candidate to get dealt, by being honest. I mean, they could. Like, Michael Carter, he could be a second running back in this league. And he was last year. Sure. I, I think he'd be a great compliment to Tony Pollard in Dallas if we're, uh, we're like, just you know, work shooting here. Michael Carter in Dallas with, with, with Tony Pollard. Michael Carter would be the clear second best running back on the Cowboys roster. Yeah. Well, quite, quite comfortably, actually, especially since they didn't sign Zeke. Well, yeah, we'll get, we'll definitely get to that one. Um, All right. With Dalvin and with Brees, I think everyone wants to know, you know, what the ranks are looking like uh, after this. I said Brees was going to take a tumble, and he took a tumble. He took a really, really, really big tumble. Uh, Brees before this was my RB12. Brees Hall is now my RB19. He's in the range of – he's behind J.K. Dobbins. He's behind Miles Sanders. He's behind Alexander Madison. He's ahead of Aaron Jones. He's ahead of Rashad White. He's ahead of Cam Akers. And I would be lying to you if I did not say that I had Aaron Jones and Rashad White ahead of Brees Hall at one point today. But I I came around and I said, you know what, I I, I can't I can't see myself putting Brees Hall outside of the top 20. But he's now in this group of I don't want to say mudded running backs, because I still think this is a fine group to pick from. But he's definitely in the group now of running backs that have a lot of questions and are not as as not as super safe. Like I moved, I'll I'll give you this one too. Totally unrelated. For me, Jameer Gibbs is one of the safest running back picks out there. He's my RB ten right now. I moved him up five spots. Jameer Gibbs is wow. is in my top ten, and well, he could he could be number nine if Josh Jacobs does not show up. But with Brees, it's really hard. It really it is so tough for me to say that people should be in on Brees Hall right now. I'm going to be curious to see where the ADP settles at with him, and that'll really determine how I feel about him. But right now, I just have this really just bad, sick hunch 
that Brees Hall is a candidate to be really, really overdrafted. And for me, he's just a guy that with that hunch very much in mind, that Brees Hall is a guy that I'm going to be out on. And Dalvin Cook, for what it's worth as well, he's my RB27 now. So he's a higher end RB3. Um, I think Dalvin Cook is going to be the guy early on. And then I think we see more of a split when Brees Hall, you know, works his way back where Brees Hall is is definitely more involved. So if you're asking me who I think the safer play is to start for the New York Jets, I would say it's Dalvin Cook starting out. And then what happens as the season goes on, I'm not quite sure. I think Dalvin Cook is great for like the first month of the year. And then what happens after that, if you want to trade Dalvin Cook, by all means, go for it. I think what's going to end up happening, and I know Jake has said this in the past, and I I do agree with him, that Brees Hall is going to be an excellent buy low when he starts out really slow, is not getting the work, and their managers that may panic on Brees Hall. I think he's a great buy low. I think Dalvin Cook is going to be a great sell high when the workloads, you know, kind of even themselves out. I think Brees is going to be great to get on the cheap. I think Dalvin Cook will be great to get rid of on the high. And there you and, and there you go. I'm not comfortable with, with Brees as an outside of top 20 option, but I'm not comfortable with him inside the top 20 either. He's really, really, really weird. Yeah. And honestly, I was kind of, I was going to say the same thing um, about Brees Hall. Like he's going to be a good value for you come playoff time. Um, if he, you know, returns to form mid season. And it's just interesting to see because Dalvin cook, I mean, they brought him in for one year. Um, it might just be like it's a stopgap, and you saw that. I mean, listen, quarterbacks obviously different. That's important, but the Jets' offense was like lost without Brees Hall last year. So I think bringing in a a proven guy to kind of take off take the workload off of Brees Hall's shoulders to start at least while he works his way back from this injury is a smart move, and um. You know, like I said, just I agree with what you said about um, both both these players. And for, for, for what it's worth as well, I do have I have confidence that Brees is still going to be all right. But do I think that he is going to be a thousand total yards sort of guy? I don't know. Yeah. And I that's, mean, where, honestly, that's where I had him at. I had him at 1,200 total yards. He won't be at that. I have to run those projections tomorrow. Um, and I'll have the exact numbers as we get as we get closer and closer. But I, I don't feel as confident about Brees being, you know, 1,000 total yards. He probably will be that. But week to week, it's not going to be as, as steady, which is why I think Brees Hall is a great trade candidate for, you know, teams that say – Say after the first month of the year, you're four and zero, you know, three and one, something along those lines, and Brees Hall is on a team that's one and four, zero oh and five, something like that. Brees Hall is a great, a great candidate to potentially go and get. And honestly, I think you could potentially. <sighs> I'm now thinking about this. I'm thinking about it before I'm speaking. I was going to say that maybe you could do Brees and Dalvin Cook on the same team, but I just kind of feel like that would be a really annoying situation that I don't even know that I would want to get involved in. It sounds like the 
DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams problem that I had last year. Yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of what was in my head. Is that it, it just screams very much of the Lions situation, only a whole hell of a lot worse, where roles aren't really defined. Yeah, and also I think one thing to worry about with Brees Hall is that Dalvin Cook will always be there. And it's like, even when he's good, Dalvin Cook will always be there. And well, right. it's like, unless, unless Dalvin Cook gets hurt. I mean, if one of these guys gets hurt, then, oh my God, for the, for the well, other. Yeah, that's for a the different other, story. It's, it, it, it's terrific. That's a different story. Like yeah, a completely different story. But when they're both healthy, even with Brees Hall, mid-season when Brees Hall comes back to form, we would think, we would hope, Dalvin Cook will always be there. He'll always be there. And, you know, they signed him to this contract. They didn't bring him in for one year for him to just be like a half season fill in as the starter. Like he's going to still get carries. Mm-hmm. And and I'm convincing myself to not draft Brees Hall as high as I thought as I'm doing this, doing this argument. But I don't know. I'm just not crazy about it. I'm fading both of them. I'm fading both of them. But if I had to draft one with an eye of, if I had to look at one and say who is the guy that I'm going to feel confident in in September and into October, it's Dalvin Cook. Who is the guy that I'm drafting with an eye of that could win me a potential fantasy championship? It's Brees Hall. Yes. That's why it's it's so clouded and so unclear to me because, well, there's no real defined role at the moment. And – I mean, Dalvin Cook isn't going to be with the Jets until next week anyway. So Brees Hall is going to have a week to really, you know, get the get the reps on his own, do what he's got to do. But then when Dalvin Cook gets there, then we'll be able to see, I think, you know, what the Jets are really thinking, who's running with the ones more in camp. We're not going to see either one of them in preseason. Rob Salas already said that with, with Brees Hall, and there's no way that Dalvin Cook is going to be stepped anywhere near a field for for the preseason so it really is going to look like that unless rob sala is you know going to be giving us his uh his game plan for how he's going to manage dalvin cook and Brees hall in the same backfield it kind of looks like we're just going to be stuck in in a wait and see hold pattern until week one until monday night week one and we're all going to find out together yes well before you go on to the other team in the afc is to add a running back where is the earliest that you would take either of these guys? The earliest? Earliest. Hmm. It's a very good question. The earliest that I would take Brees Hall, I would say in 10 team leagues, I would say the start of round five is where I would I would start to think about it. With Cook. I would probably say round middle of round seven in 10 team leagues, full point PPR. It's probably where I would do it. And that, I mean, that's not bad for somebody who it, could be very good in the early going. Yeah, if someone's, if someone said to me, they wanted to do it early round seven, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold that against them. Middle of round seven is where I would, I would definitely start to think about it. Then you push late round seven, early round eight. I would definitely do it. All right. Interesting. Okay. So next up, New England, of course. Oh, New England. This is a head-scratching move. 
it really isn't but it is it's it's like they they, they can't help themselves that that's like that that that's just uh, the the patriots just cannot help themselves yep so uh do you have the terms for for this one uh it's a one year six million dollar deal for Zeke with the uh with the Patriots. Yep. I was actually you know, I recently got into doing uh those immaculate grids. And Good stuff. Uh, they're fun. They're very fun. And one of them was like name a Patriots running back with a thousand yard season. And I forgot that Ramondre Stevenson had a thousand yards last year. <laughs> he did. He did. Um, you, you, you you didn't go with your boy Curtis Martin? I did actually. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, for for the memes. Um, I apparently also uh, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis had a thousand yards. The law firm, as he was known. Did did Legarrette have a thousand yard season with them? He might have. All right, now I'm curious. Now I'm curious. All right, go ahead, go ahead, Adam. Go ahead, Adam. I'll 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 report. Okay. So, uh, yeah, this kind of um, is kind of just mixes up everything as far as the Patriots backfield here with Ramondre and Zeke Elliott. And you are nodding. LeGarrette Blunt did. Yes, he did. I knew he did. 2016 when he had eight, when he had 18 touchdowns. My, my mind like blanked. I couldn't even think of another. I was like, I was trying to think of Corey Dillon, who also had a thousand yard. Sure. Yeah, good shout. But uh no, I didn't. I was like Curtis Martin. That's fun. Yeah. 18, 18 touchdowns in 2016, LeGarrette Blunt. Oh man, remember that? LeGarrette Blunt was a machine. I love LeGarrette Blunt. Um, yeah. So anyway, the Patriots, they just love their committees. Um can't help themselves. They they really can't. I mean, it's a head-scratching move, but just because they have a guy in Ramondre Stevenson who could handle the workload. But if they were going to sign Zeke, like they know that Zeke can't, doesn't have it anymore as far as being that every down back. So in a roundabout way, it makes sense, but it doesn't really make sense for the Patriots. It. It does because the Patriots want to have those two running backs they can go to, and maybe Z could be more effective with less of a work role. I mean, you also got to remember too that Ramondre Stevenson was still absolutely dominant last year from a fantasy perspective. Two hundred and seventy nine touches a year ago, over fourteen hundred yards total, and he only had six touchdowns. So we've seen Legarrette uh, Legarrette Blunt. I'm still talking about fucking Legarrette Blunt. Three known Super Bowls, by the way, Legarrette Blunt. Uh, we've seen Ramondre Stevenson be good with limited touchdown upside. And is that going to happen again with Ezekiel Elliott in town here? It's quite possible. It, it definitely is quite possible that Ramondre Stevenson's number can only be around six, seven touchdowns, yet is still your your guy comfortably in, be- in between the 20s. I'm interested to see what the Patriots are going to do with the likes of, of Pierre Strong and the rest of those running backs that they have. Um, that are now behind Zeke and Stevenson, if maybe they become involved and maybe they become more of your third down guy, because I don't really know if you want Ezekiel Elliott um, on the field that much for 
for third down. I know he's great in, in, in pass pro, but do you really want Ezekiel Elliott on the field as your third down running back? I would much rather think that you'd want a younger guy that I think is a bit more nimble on his feet than, than Zeke. Um, Ramondre Stevenson, I think he's still fine. He took a little bit of a bump for me. I wasn't really like super high on him anyway, but he's my uh, 27th overall player now, my RB13. And Ezekiel Elliott, that's the one who took a pretty big bump for me. Ezekiel Elliott in my ranks is now my RB41 and my player overall 117. So what I'm basically getting at is that Ezekiel Elliott more than likely is going to be drafted in your leagues. Which to me, if you had said that to me, I, I shouldn't say that because his name still is Ezekiel Elliott. I think wherever he was going to go, he was going to be drafted regardless. But to the point now where we're talking about Ezekiel Elliott potentially is in like 11th, 12th round pick that could have significant touchdown upside. That I did not think was going to be possible. And here we are. Like that is a definite realistic possibility that we could be talking about Zeke with way, way less of a workload than Ramondre Stevenson is going to end up with. He could have very similar touchdown touchdown upside to Ramondre Stevenson, if not honestly greater, which is well absolutely nuts to me. Well, the other side of this argument is what we have when we talked about the Patriots for divisional previews. How many touchdowns do you think the Patriots are going to score this year? Uh, they're lucky if they get 30. And so... It's already a thin pile of touchdowns. And then you have Zeke and Ramondre Stevenson and the wide receivers and Mac Jones doing a, a, like one or two QB sneaks. Like, what are we doing? I mean, the touchdown upside's there, but I don't know. But it's there. It, it, it's, the, it's there, no doubt. Um, I, I just think that Zeke, they're gonna know, they're gonna know how to use him. Let's give him the ball at the one yard line, let him go, and let him score some fucking touchdowns. Well, that That's sounds it. terrible I for th- Andre Stevenson. Be- I think the best bet though is good is just gonna be keep the ball out of Mac Jones's hands when when they're when they're in close, and probably keep the ball out of Mac Mac Jones's hands when humanly possible because he kind of stinks. Uh, what I will say also, Adam, Adam, yes. can you take a guess who the Patriots play week four? Is it the Cowboys? I don't know. Is it? Is it? I don't know. It, it is the Cowboys. Oh. Do you know where the game is being played? It's in Dallas because the Jets are going to be in Dallas also. It is in Dallas. Adam, where can I put that future down that Ezekiel Elliott is going to score a touchdown against the Dallas Cowboys? It's going to happen. It, it, it is just going to happen. I smell it. Yeah, well, it's like every former New York Ranger scoring against them when that, they come that, back. That's true. That that is true. But Zeke, if it were in Foxborough, eh, I don't know. But Zeke in Dallas against the Cowboys with Jerry Jones, no doubt there because he wants to get his little meet and greet, shake hands, you know, kiss each other moment with uh, Robert Kraft. And Bill Belichick, for that matter, he's scoring. He he's scoring. No no doubt about it. And that's a classic. That is a classic week four Jake start of the week. Ezekiel Elliott, just because he's going to score against the Cowboys. 
Just the revenge I'm going to bookmark it here. I'm not going to say it. I want Jake to say it. And if he does, I'll come back to this episode. The revenge game. It's it's strong. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I, I don't really have much on this. Um, let's go to our last bit of news before we get into the mailbag. Um, Anthony Richardson, week one starter for the Indianapolis Colts. I guess he's ready. Or is he? Um, what I will say, and we could actually kind of move this along rather quickly instead of just uh, sitting on it. I believe Anthony Richardson is in this mailbag. So oh. I think we can kind of skip this. And when we get to the Anthony Richardson question, we could talk about it. All righty. Let me just make sure. I believe he is. He is. He is. Okay, cool. So let's just go it's right like, to the mailbag. And we can talk about like- it about Anthony Richardson. It's just like Anthony Richardson compared to a bunch of other guys. All right, so we can talk about it when we get there. Okay. So then... I'll, 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 and I'll just carve out more time talking about Anthony Richardson. That's all. Okay. Well, 1 to 15. 15 questions. I can't cut the deck. That sucks. Uh, let's go with number 13. Number 13. Alex Rodriguez. Love Alex Rodriguez. Great guy. Eh, fuck Alex Rodriguez. He's a great guy. Love him. Terrible. My king. Stero- steroids. Horrible. My king. Great guy. Greatest Yankee of all time. Okay. Really? Babe Ruth isn't good enough to lace his freaking cleats. Better than, De- than Jeter? Absolutely. Better than Mariano? Absolutely. A. Roger oh. in the hall. No, he shouldn't. He absolutely should. Same with Barry Bonds. Same with Clemens. Same with the ball. I thank my lucky stars that A-Rod didn't sign with the Mets because he was a dick to them. A-Rod, Clemens, McGuire, Sosa, Bonds. They should all be in the Hall of Fame. Save it for the other mailbag that we do. That's about not football. Well, I made that uh, point very clear. Okay. You know what's funny? I didn't even plan this. I barely looked at the name. You heard this question's from? from Alexander. Alexander. Ah, oh, great guy. Yes. At Alexander, the, never mind. The great. Well, unfortu- unfortunately, this is not Alex Rodriguez because I know Alex Rodriguez is not from Portland, Oregon. We love Portland. Alex, Alex Rodriguez probably wishes he was from Portland because Portland is just so beautiful. It's so pure. It's an amazing place. And by the way, unfortunately, I did not get that that. that what would have been critically acclaimed award-winning interview with Emilio Estevez. I, I, I didn't. I looked for him. I looked for him on Rodeo Drive. I really did. Ducks fly together. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And I've been I'm in a super flex league with uh with Jake and the name of that team for all those that are concerned, the Mighty Ducks. That's great. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's fantastic. And, and that that team picture will be of Emilio Estevez. <laughs> Come on now. Well, Alexander asks, uh, what and that, do you that, do? That, that, that draft, by the way, I did get the one on one because, of course. Ah, that's fun. For so, Alexander says, uh, What do you do with the Saints running backs now that Kamara is only suspended for three games? Is Jamal Williams still an okay draft course or draft choice? Yeah, Jamal Williams is a, is a very fine draft choice. I think Jamal Williams is going to have a role regardless of whether or not 
Alvin Kamara was suspended for one game, three games, five games, 12 games. Uh, he's still going to have a role. Kamara is just going to be a lot more appealing now, I think, that it's only three games. He's my RB25. Jamal Williams is my RB36. Uh, and Kendra Miller is outside of my top 50. And the mass hysteria when we all thought that Kareem Hunt signed with the New Orleans Saints was was really funny. Myself included, by the way, I I really I really had a moment there where I thought Kareem Hunt actually did did sign with the Saints, and I had moved Kareem Hunt um, and all the Saints running backs for that matter um, in 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 sync with what I thought that that move was going to create, and that was pure fucking chaos. So. I must yeah, have missed I think, that I think, day I think the Saints. Run, I think I think the main Saints running backs will be will be okay. I think Jamal Williams. I think Jamal Williams is a fine choice. Again, low. He's a low end uh, RB three on that on the cusp was my RB thirty six. I must have been sick that day. I <laughs> I did not uh, see that happen. Oh, there was uh-huh. mass hysteria about it. Anyway, um, next question. Only thirteen uh, has been taken. Let's go with number five. Number five. David Wright. Love David Wright. He should be in the Hall of Fame. Fuck him. There is no reason. At least A-Rod has reasons for you to hate them. For you to hate him. David David Wright's a saint. David Wright is a loser. He's not a loser. He's a loser. How many World Series has has David Wright won? How many suspensions for cheating has David Wright had? None. How many World Series has Alex Rodriguez won? One. That makes Alex yes. Rodriguez a winner. And it well, makes it David all... Wright a loser. He's also a cheater. So yeah. Alex, Rod- Alex Rodriguez has never done such a thing. Great guy. Well, anyway, number five is from Andy. Mm-hmm. Where is Andy from? Uh, Andy is from uh, East Northport, New York. Alrighty. Well, it's funny how this works, because guess who is going to be featured in this question? Oh, is this the Anthony Richardson question? Yes. Oh, that's sick. Good good job, Ed. I don't know why. Five was talking to me. So, number five. Rank these quarterbacks. Okay. Anthony Richardson, Geno Smith, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott. All right. So, here's the thing with Anthony Richardson. He's going to be the starter, right? We've talked about all offseason. We've done this on uh, pre-NFL draft shows. We've done it after the draft. We've talked about it all throughout that. What's the one thing Anthony Richardson does really, really, really well? And that's use his legs. He, he utilizes his, le- his legs quite well. So that automatically is going to give him a very safe floor. The ceiling is going to come from what the hell can he do with his arm. If he can be competent enough where we're talking about Anthony Richardson, if I could just look at my projections for him, I can tell you exactly what I have him down for. I have him down to be just about what Justin Fields was last year, about 3,200 yards passing. If Anthony Richardson could be that and potentially add more and then potentially be something in the range of a seven, 800 yard rusher as his baseline with five, six rushing touchdowns. There's no way that that guy can, is going to finish anywhere outside of the top 12. There's no way he's going to be an automatic top 12 quarterback. But the problem is 
can he throw? Can he be that guy that is consistent enough with his arm? That's the biggest question that anybody is going to anybody is going to have. So right now, as as things stand, as we're taking it very much at a level ground right now, Anthony Richardson is a is an incredible elite athlete, but can he be an incredible elite passer? That is the key that we're waiting to find out with him. And if he can be that, then he's going to be a fantasy superstar. But if he can't, he's just going to be a track star that's playing quarterback, which is fine. That's a safe floor, but the ceiling is not going to be as impressive. So to answer this question, to answer this question, I'm sorry, Adam, the the quarterbacks that were asked, it was Anthony Richardson, Dak, Geno, and who? Rodgers? Yes, Aaron Rodgers. So I have it, Dak, Richardson, Rodgers, Geno. Yeah, that works. I just Anthony Richardson is confusing. Just because No, I don't think he is confusing at all. Well, no, I mean I don't know. Maybe he's oh. not confused. He's not confusing. He's just like He's unknown. Yeah. He's, it's he's a, an unknown product that we don't know gamble. what we're going to get. But Shane Steichen feels good enough about where his quarterback is where he's okay with throwing him out there week one. And I think it's a very, very good sign that he is okay. He is okay enough to do that. I would imagine that it's going to be a lot of short stuff. I would imagine it's going to be a lot of dump offs, a lot of check downs, which could be great for Jonathan Taylor. If, if he's, uh, if he's going to be on the field for the Colts, I think that'd hey, be listen. really, really good for him, especially for, you know, potential PPR upside that could definitely be a boost for, for Jonathan Taylor, but make no mistake about it as well. I mean, it's not that Anthony Richardson can't throw the ball a mile. He can. He can throw the ball out of a gym. It's just a matter of him doing it consistently, which we never got to see him really do in college. So now he's coming yeah, out of the pros, well, and this is really going to be the first time that he's really responsible for shouldering, no pun intended, pun definitely intended, the responsibility of this team's offense is going to be on him. Yeah, well, that's the thing is that, is he developed enough as a passer for the like eventually teams will try to game plan to make him throw the ball, like make him beat you with his, with his arm. And he has to be able to adapt to that. And if he can't, and he's like, you know, he only has one arrow to his, to in his arsenal, which is running, then he can be, it just won't go well for him. And the Colts are going to be terrible. And so is he. He's going to, the NFL is a, is a whole be, a whole new beast compared to college for a quarterback. And I'll tell you, I've what I've learned in two years of watching Zach Wilson, the easy throws aren't always easy for quarter, for young quarterbacks. So he needs, if he can do the easy stuff and graduate, up to those mid mid range long range passes then that's good good for him but i want to see how he can handle all that stuff against an nfl defense and i do i do feel good about richardson given the fact that well that there is a coach there that has experience with the kind of quarterback that he is of course with uh, shane Syke and being the oc for jalen hart's last year right 
I mean, I don't know. Jalen Hurts, I, Justin Fields, I feel like they're both better throwers coming out of college than Anthony Richardson is. Well, J- Jalen, Hurt, Jalen Hurts starting out was inconsistent. He had he had more tools but was still inconsistent than Shane Steichen got him to be, well, got to be an MVP candidate. Right. And, you know, that's obviously what the Colts are going to be hoping that he does with with Richardson. But it, it, it's a wait and see. But the signs are definitely promising. That's I think what I wanted to see was Anthony Richardson confirmed week one starter. Now his ADP is just going to go nuts now. Yeah, I absolutely. have him. I have him in my overalls. And he'll definitely he'll definitely trump this. No doubt. I have him at a hundredth right now. So uh, at start of round 11, he, he's going to he's going to go way before that. I'm completely convinced. Yeah, he's at 107, and that's before Fantasy Pros has had the opportunity to update anything. He's going to probably be going in the range of uh, of 90th, maybe even pushing mid-round nine, which I don't know if I'm ever going to be at a spot where I'm going to be comfortable taking Richardson over the likes of Cousins, Jones, Dak. Like, when I see when I see Richardson going ahead of Dak, that, that's when you lose me. Yeah, that's a bit much. I mean, yeah. it's potential. That's all speculation at that point. Sure, sure. Ceiling, ceiling would just be is, is tremendous, with Richardson. But the floor is so safe with Dak. So that's where that's where definitely uh, you would lose me there. Yep. All right. Next question. What do you have? What number? Uh, let's go with one. Number one is from Gary. Where's Gary from? Uh, Gary is from Bikini Bottom. Specifically, nice. pineapple under the sea. Yes, he is. Gary the snail, who meows for some reason. Great guy. Um, Gary wants to. Gary's in a fantasy league with SpongeBob, Squidward, Patrick, and Mr. Krabs, and Plankton. And, and Sa- he wants Sandy Cheeks. San- Sandy's Sa- not in it. Sandy's not in it either. No, yeah, actually, Sandy is in it. Okay, good. So, what about Larry uh, the Lobster? No. Oh, Larry! Larry doesn't play. Doesn't play fantasy. No, he's too busy being a lifeguard. Oh, okay, okay, got yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so Gary wants us to grade the trade okay. in Dynasty in full PPR. Oh, okay. So he gives Derrick Henry and Zay Jones. Okay. And he gets T Higgins and a first round pick from a team that picked one six in a twelve team rookie draft. Okay, so he's basically he's probably getting a mid round first uh, mid round rookie pick in the first round. He's giving up T Higgins. He's getting T Higgins, sorry, and he's giving up Zay Jones and Derrick Henry for T Higgins in a first round pick. I would say it's inconclusive because I want to see where T Higgins is next year before I say yes or no. I want to see where Derrick Henry is next year. Not like team wise, but like yeah, you make a good point. You're getting a first round pick for Derrick Henry when the wheels could fall off, and I don't think the wheels are going to fall off with T Higgins. I think that's actually pretty good. I think you did all right. I- I'm going to give that. I'll give it a B. I'll give it a solid B. I think I think you I'll, did all right. I'll also give it a B because yeah, 
getting a first round pick for Derrick Henry, it's basically a game of hot potato at this point. Yeah, and you're getting younger as well. You're getting younger as well with with T Higgins. The Zay Jones piece is is whatever. Um, but getting getting younger with T Higgins and, the, and getting the first round pick out of it, that's really good. That's really and good. Mi- yeah, it's a B. It's a B. It's like good a mi- a middle middle of the round first round pick, also, which is good. Yeah, but if this guy, if this team is, if this team is going to be good, if he's mid. And he could potentially be like a one nine one ten. I think that's still okay. I think he's saying this. This, this is a team that picked one sixth this year, so he's kind of in the he's kind of in the pack where he could be good, he could be bad. I think you have to root, root for this team to be bad. If, if the team is bad and that first round pick becomes in the top four or five, oh my god, you're really loving life. Yeah, so I still think and it makes it even better, right? I I agree with you though. It's I think it's a B. With with Dynasty, the number one thing is you, you want to have assets. You want to have yep. assets, and I don't know the state of your team, uh, Gary, but I just know. I mean, I, I don't think it matters whether you're a rebuilding team or not a rebuilding team. You got younger with this deal. You have an asset where you know if you are contending and you want to go out to one of the teams that's not contending. You now have an extra first round pick that you can uh, that you could throw around there as currency. So well done, well done. It's a B. And plus, if Derrick Henry, you know, if something happens, God forbid, Derrick Henry doesn't do all well this year, you basically win in two places. Exactly, because you got off the Derrick Henry train, and your first round pick is better. Correct. So yeah. All right. Next question. Pick a number, please. Uh, let's go with number fourteen. Number 14. Um, I can't think of an athlete for number 14. Do you have any? America Bamiyang. Okay. Thierry Henry. Number 14 is from David. Where's David from? Uh, David is from uh, Lafayette, Louisiana. David asks, uh, what Giants wide receiver are you drafting the most? Oh, well, he's definitely not from. He's definitely not from Lafayette, Louisiana. He's asking about the Giants. Hey, listen, I don't know. The one that I'm drafting the most. The one I'm drafting the most is 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 Juan Dale. But the one that I probably would be the most comfortable drafting is probably Isaiah Hodgins. I would say Isaiah Hodgins. The ceiling is greater with Wandale, but the floor is definitely safer with with Hodgins. Yeah, I would go with Hodgins, but I mean, good question. I mean, I don't know what Giants receiver you'd want to draft, to be honest. But if I had to choose one, it would be it would be Wandale for me. It's kind of interesting to be very specific and be like, which Giants receiver specifically are you drafting? Well, definitely a Giants fan. Yeah, from Lafayette, Louisiana. From from Lafayette, Louisiana. But I would I would also say Jalen Hyatt is 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 a good dart throw. Says the cow also says the Cowboys fan from Huntington, New York. Damn straight. <laughs> Us Cowboys fans travel. The Giants fans don't travel. They they, <laughs> they 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 stick in their little cocoon and and that's it. Um, yeah, Jalen Hyatt isn't a bad dart throw if you wanted to go in that direction either. He's he's another one that's free. So. Yeah, well, if there's any Giants pass catcher I'd I'd have, it's Darren Waller. It's, yes, 
it's for me, it's Wandale Hodgins, then Hyatt for floor. It would be Hodgins, Robbins, uh, Wanda Robinson, and then Hyatt. All right. So next question. Uh, let's go with number nine. Number nine. Tony Romo. Tony Romo. Number nine is from Xavier. Where is Xavier from? Uh, Xavier is from, uh, he's from Percasey, Pennsylvania. Where is that? It is uh, north of Philadelphia. Oh. I swear, sometimes you just have a... I feel like you have a list of cities that you like, very obscure cities. I could show you my screen, Adam. I don't have these cities that are just are just up here. Okay. It's all, all from my extensive geographical knowledge. I, I can see that. Um, so Xavier wants us to rank them in full PPR. Mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara, Cam Akers, Javante Williams, Damian Pierce. It is Caker, it, Cakers, 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 Cakers. Jeez, please stop saying that. <laughs> it sounds wow, gross. That's, that's a nickname. That's a nickname. I've ever heard one. Yo, what's up, Cakers? Uh, that sounds demeaning. It definitely does, but funny nonetheless. Uh, it's definitely my man Cakers at number one, Cam Akers. Uh, Damian Pierce, number two. Kamara at number three. Javante Williams, number four. Alvin Kamara, who is suspended for three games over yeah. Javante Williams. Yes. Yes, for sure. Oh, bro, you hate the Broncos so bad. I do. I do. Fuck them. <laughs> Why don't you hate the Broncos? Their head coach was talking shit about your offensive coordinator. I know. My my estimation of Sean Payton uh, diminished when I saw that. Mm-hmm. Just, I used to love Sean Payton, and now... Fuck them. Against the brotherhood. Fuck them. Fuck them. How dare you, Sean Payton? Hey, guess what? Guess what? You're talking to the newest member of the flight crew, by the way. Jet the fuck up, baby. <laughs> how, could, how, dare Sean, how dare Sean Payton say that? Took, I took Garrett Wilson in my dynasty draft. So you're, you're, you're looking at a, at a lifelong owner of Garrett Wilson. Jet the fuck up. Let's go. Jet the fuck up. Oh, runways closed. Would it be clear? Runways clear? No, 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 no. Runways are closed. That defense shut down. No planes in or out. <laughs> Jet the fuck up. Um, what were we talking? Oh yeah, right. You hate the Broncos. Yeah, fuck and, them. Fuck. And them. I hate Sean Payton. Yeah, that runways definitely close to the Broncos. Thank you for reminding me that Sean Payton is a dick. He's a dickhead. Fuck him. Talk shit about my offensive coordinator. Disgusting. I know. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be like you. I'm the most insufferable Jets fan known to mankind. All because I have Garrett Wilson in my dynasty team. It feels great. It feels great to be insufferable. Is this what am going I, through life feels like as a Jets fan? Is am I really that insufferable? No, no, no. When the Jets are good, I am. Yeah, that that's true. That's true. When when there's a little bit of hope, yeah, that's true. Because it's, it's, yeah, pent up. It's fun. It's, all, it's fun to be helpful. Yeah. It's like, you know, with the Mets or the Knicks or the Rangers. Oh, oh, the Knicks. Oh, the Knicks. Josh Hart. Josh Hart is here to stay, baby. If they ever win an NBA championship. It'll be because of just, Josh Hart. 
It will be not only that, but the city of New York will all businesses will be closed for a week. A, a week? How about a month? <laughs> I would. I wouldn't work for a month. Nothing would get done. It would I just would, be a month long party. I would just be continuously drunk. If yeah. the Knicks win a championship, that that would that would be the craziest bender of my life. If the Knicks were to win an NBA championship, literally a month long ticker tape parade. No doubt, I would be there. I yeah, would financially I w- support it. <laughs> I I'd be for it. Um. Okay. Next question. Uh let's go with the uh, let's go with let's just keep it up because you know I'm such a big New York Jets fan. Let's go with. The great number 12. Ah. Uh, Joey. So, how, where does Joe Namath rank when it comes to Hall of Fame quarterbacks, Bird? He's the best. Thank He's you. the best quarterback ever. Eli Manning, when he gets into the hall, my God, he doesn't even deserve to be there. There's there's another there's another New York team. What? The Giants? They play in New Jersey. The Jets? That's the pride of New York. You know, even though you're being facetious. I'm still, I still am happy that you're saying nice things about the Jets. I'm not being facetious. I am a proud Jets fan. Let's go, Garrett Wilson. Let's go, Garrett Wilson. Uh, yeah, Joe Namath is great. Uh, love, love Joe Willie Namath. He's great fantastic. Guy. Great guy. He's incredible. First quarterback to ever throw for four thousand yards in I've fourteen been a lifelong games. Supporter. Oh yeah, totally. I've been a lifelong supporter. Don't, don't bring up any other old episodes. Nope, nope. Uh, extracted from the record. Redacted. Redacted. Um, number 12 is from Lucas. Mm. Where is Lucas from? Uh, Lucas is from home of the New York Jets, East Rutherford, New Jersey. Very nice. So Lucas asks, out of your top five running backs, who is the most bust proof? What's the scoring? It, he doesn't say. You can make it up. Let's go with full. All right, so my top five. It's McCaffrey, Eckler, Bijan, Barkley, and Chubb. I think it's Eckler. I, I think, think it's McCaffrey. Eckler. Really? Boss proof? Uh, well, Eckler's been hurt too. I, I know, I know. That's, why, that's what makes this question really hard. It's for me, it's either Eckler or Bijan. But I just think the, the receiving upside that Eckler brings to the table. I, I don't really think McCaffrey is going to be a guy that I'm going to be talking about as someone's going to be catching. That's going to be catching 100 balls. Like, will, will he catch 70, 80 balls if he's healthy? Yeah. Yeah, he definitely will. Also, I don't know. But we saw Bijan last year, Eckler, Eckler was a 100 catch guy. Yeah. Well, I don't know if Bichon is bust proof though. No, like, he's definitely not. There, there there's there is nobody in this top five that's bust proof. There, there's nobody in this top fifty that's bust proof. Yeah, because Bichon Robinson hasn't done it in the NFL yet. And the Falcons offense is terrible. There's always a chance that Bichon Robinson could just be all hype. Well, we've we've had this discussion before. I I don't think the Falcons' offense is as bad as you say it they are, and okay. I find that I find there's no way that Bijan Robinson is terrible because he can't play. I think I do. Well, what I think can be possible is Bijan doesn't get the amount of run that maybe he should get 
because Arthur Smith is a fucking idiot. That I think is remotely plausible. Yes. Well, I feel like there aren't how many bus proof players are there really in fantasy? Probably five. None of them are running back. Yeah. It's, it's like three three receivers me, and two tight ends. Mahomes, Josh Allen. I you know, I'll put Jalen Hurts in there too. Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Travis Kelsey. Okay. Yeah. I would probably be the six, unless I'm unless I'm missing somebody, but I don't think I am. I was gonna say Mark Andrews, but probably not. I don't think so. I mean Cooper Cup, maybe? Maybe. Harry Kill? But that's it. Maybe. There's like the no... six that I can no doubt list off are the, are the ones that I just said that are no doubt bus proof. There's no such thing as a bus proof running back. I just, I just don't believe it. Yeah. Now, the one who I think is, who is the safest, I think it's Eckler. I don't know. I. It's tough. It's a tough call. Pick a number. I don't know. Terrible transition. Pick a number, please. Uh, let's go with number four. Number four is from Daniel. Seth Fabregas. Where is Daniel from? Uh, he's from the home of Seth Fabregas. He's from Catalonia. Ah, Catalonia. Yes. Home of Pep Guardiola. Yes, that is. That is. Okay, great, great result for your uh, for your team this weekend. Great result. Yes. Great, great result. Great result. Great result. And having having uh, two of our best players all uh, get knocked out for long periods of time with injury. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Oh, I miss Kevin so much. Oh, stop. I miss Urian already. <laughs> I feel like the season's fucking over. That dude. That dude's uh, amazing. Get well soon, Urian. We love you. Oh, I would donate my hamstring to Kevin De Bruyne if I could. I would donate. I would donate the one good ACL for Urian Timber. It's going down. I'm yelling, Timber. It's okay. It's not okay. We have we have no depth. It's, but it's okay. It's, it's okay. It's, it's not okay. Uh oh. So Daniel. Daniel. Yes. Daniel wants us to grade a trade. Another dynasty grade the trade. Love it. This time it's it's in half. Okay. So Daniel gives DK Metcalf, Tyler Boyd, and Darren Waller. And he receives Jordan Addison, Tank Bigsby, parentheses, I have ETN, and a first-round pick. That's good. It's pretty good. I like it. I give that a I give it a B plus. B plus. Giving up DK stinks, but if your goal is to get younger, which, I mean, I think it is, you get in the first round pick as well. You're getting two young players, get the handcuff for your Travis Etienne. Tyler Boyd doesn't really like whatever. Uh, Darren Waller, fine, it's okay. Giving up DK stinks, but you're getting Jordan Addison in that. Yeah, that's good. That's really, really, really good. Good job. <clears throat> yeah, Jordan B+. Addison could be better. For, could be better for longer. Than Metcalf at this point, right, right. You're getting, He's you're working. getting younger. You're getting younger. Good job. 
Good job. B plus. <clears throat> All righty. Next question. Um, let's go with number. Let's go with my current quarterback. Number eight, Aaron Rodgers, baby. Ah, uh, number eight. Jet up. Number eight is from Connor. Where's Connor from? Uh, Connor is from Palo Alto, California. So, Connor is taking our recommendation to do a guillotine this year. Good on you, Connor. Connor. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. Guillotines are are the best. Uh, Where is the best spot to be drafting from in a guillotine is his actual question. I think it depends what you're looking for. If you're looking to build a very solid team, I think the middle is okay. I think like 6 to 12, I think is all right. If you're looking to just go week to week and then could just continuously build, obviously you want a top five. You don't you you don't want to be in that 13 to 18 range. 13's okay, but the the, the further you go, 14 to 18, that's when it gets a little a little dicey. Yeah, I think for guillotines is there are the kinds of drafts where I would most want to be in the middle because you're not waiting like a million years between picks either. And Correct. you can you can plan better. Right. Because if you have the first overall pick in a guillotine, you're waiting forever mm-hmm. in between picks. Yeah, you're just you're just seeing guys pop up your screen and you're just like, oh, maybe I want that guy. Oh, wait, no, he's gone. It's like maybe I'll get this guy. You know, if the next 17 guys don't pick him. Right. So, yeah. Definitely in the middle. I would say the middle. I think I'm 12 this year in the guillotine, which is not a bad pick. I think I'm like six. Yeah, that's okay. Six, something like that. I'm, I'm now, now I'm curious because I just have so many freaking draft orders that i have to remember i honestly it's so bad that i just i go into drafts now and i just like i pop open the the draft lobby and it's like oh i have this pick oh that's nice that's fun yeah i'm sixth i'm sixth here which cool beans cool beans i like that okay i i should know because the guillotine draft is in like a couple weeks (laughs) so I, i i actually think it's next week is it really? I believe so. See, this is how. Yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? I actually think this uh, this draft is 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 is. Oh, is the other one on the thirty first? Yeah. Yeah. Next Thursday. Next Thursday is uh, is the guillotine. Oh, very interesting. No, two Thursdays from now. Sorry, thirty first. Oh, it is thirty first. Yeah, 31st is the guillotine, and then the other one is uh, Labor Day. Oh, I was yep. I was worried for Oops. a second there. Oops, my mistake. Oops, yes. I did it again. You know who sing this song, Adam? I do. One Britney Spears. Very good. Good job. Yes. Um, I forget what Britney Spears song I was listening to a couple weeks ago. Give me, give me more, give me more, give me, What's that give one? me more, give me, give me, hit me, baby, one more time. It wasn't that one either. Um, 
I forget. S-O-S, please. Someone help me. Oh, I remember it's what it was. Healthy. Which one was it? It was the uh, the greatest double meaning song I've ever listened to in my entire life. If you see Kami. Wow. Wow, that's yes. a deep cut. It's a deep cut. Love me, hate me, say what you want about me. Great song. Great song, Adam. Yes, great song. Anyway, that was a, that was a fun joke in uh, in middle school. The at the song means a swear. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it does. It does. It's a, it's a lot funnier. Um, okay. Next question. Do you want to know, by the way, which questions are available? If you uh, no, I got them. Okay. Uh, let's go with fifteen. Number fifteen, Carlos Beltran. Love that uh, guy. Thurman Monson. Rip. Yeah. 15, my favorite number. Number 15 is from Barry. Where's Barry from? Uh, Barry is from um, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Oh, very nice. So Barry asks, is Jonathan Taylor back in the good races now that he's returning to camp? Well, he still wants he still wants to be traded, so I don't know if he's back at the good graces necessarily. But I mean, he's back practicing, so I guess that's good news. I think I he means to that. us, not to the Colts. Um, he's preparing to play. Whether it's for the Colts or not, he is preparing to play. As of right now, I would say yes, he is back at the good graces. All right. Well, that works. We have six more questions. Six? Yes. Oh, goodness. Um, Let's go with number three. Number three. Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. Kieran Tierney. Great guy. Har- Harmon Killebrew. Good. Deep cut. Deep cut. Yes. Good job. Number three is from Peter. Where is Peter from? Uh, Peter is from St. Petersburg, Russia. Oh, I thought you were going to say Florida. Fuck that. St. Petersburg, Russia. As a curveball. Because you always say St. Petersburg, Russia. Well, I always got to represent my Russian people. Noah Sprack is a Russian. Yes, named after Peter the Great, St. Petersburg. Look at you, Adam, with your knowledge. I'm very impressed. Yes. I I know so I know a few things and a lot of them are useless. <laughs> no, that's a that's a very that's very good knowledge. I'm sure someone listening to this had no idea where St. Petersburg, Russia came from, and now you taught them. So very good, Adam. Yes. So Peter needs to keep two in half. Okay. Tony Pollard for a fifth. All right, that's one. Miles Sanders for an eighth. Hollywood Brown for a ninth. Hollywood. Or Evan Ingram for a 13th. Pollard for a fifth, Sanders for an eighth. Normally, I like to, I like to take the values, but what you're getting there with Pollard and Sanders, I like I just like those better than, than Hollywood for a ninth and Ingram for a 13th. I feel like you get my you'd be able to get Miles Sanders in that range, though, right? No, no. I have Sanders. 
I have Sanders at 36 in my ranks and the ADP ADP has him at 50. So round six. Okay. So it's not too bad. If you want to get him again, Pollard is no, no doubt. No doubt. Well, yeah, honestly, it's it's not Hollywood. It's not Ingram, Ingram, whatever Hollywood. I'm not, I'm not the biggest Hollywood guy. Um, it's for 13th though. Like, yeah, it's like you could probably, if you really wanted to get Evan Ingram there, you honestly might have a shot at getting him somewhere around there. You don't have to give up a 13th rounder to do it. Like, I mean, maybe I'm just playing devil's advocate, but I don't know. It could go either way. To me, it's boring. I, I think I think you're better off using your keepers and locking up two of your running back spots where in the first round you can go with a receiver. You can go triple receiver in rounds one, two, three, and you could start your team with three stud receivers and know you have Tony Pollard and Miles Sanders, two guys that will no doubt start for you. And you can pick a tight end or a quarterback in round four. Right, or you could free yourself up to take Kelsey with, with one of those picks in uh, rounds one or two. Or you could free yourself to take, up to take a quarterback. Yeah, you could do whatever you want. Yep. All right. I know you just have a position group that's just locked down. Yeah, I mean, there are different philosophies on that. That's sure. what I would do. I would do Pollard and Sanders. All right. Next question. Uh, let's go with seven. Number seven, Jose Reyes. Uh, Rocky, David Rockcastle. Also, uh, Raheem Sterling, but we don't talk about him anymore. Fuck after him. he left, after he signed with Chelsea. Fuck him. Uh, number seven is from Will. Also, Carmelo Anthony. How did I not mention Carmelo Anthony? Oh, of course, of course. Shame on us. Yeah. Number seven is from Will. Where's Will from? Uh, Will is from. He's from. He's from Nice, France. Interesting. Okay. Not uh, nice. It's Nice. I've heard Nice is very nice, though. Uh, nice is very nice, from what I hear. <laughs> uh, Will asks, what is the best offensive unit to buy low in right now? Wouldn't it be buy low on? And w- well, the, the way that it was written... All right, so, all right, so Will, you, you, your grammar sucks. Um, that's why I got tripped up. I was like, wait, that's not right. Yeah, his grammar's terrible. Um, I don't know. The worst, best offense to buy low. Now, now I keep thinking it's in. Shit, it's um, by low. It's by low on. By low on right now. Yeah, I kind of think the Packers. I, I don't know. I just had this really weird feeling. Jordan Love looked good. The limited action that Jordan Love had, he played two series. He looked, he looked all right. I think it's the Packers, with Jones being a little discounted, AJ Dillon being a little discounted, Jordan Love being free. Uh, Christian Watson would be the most expensive out of those guys, but um, Romeo Dobbs, who caught said touchdown from from Jordan Love, Luke Musgrave has looked really good. I think the Packers is probably that unit that you could buy low on right now, and they could return solid enough, solid enough value. So I'll, I'll say the Packers. I'm going to take a page out of your book and say the Pittsburgh Steelers. Sure. Sure. Just because you're not 
Like people aren't overpaying for those guys for any of those guys. No, no, I don't think so. That's a good shot. And you know, thoughts on my thoughts on Kenny Pickett aside. Um I still yeah, think I'm, shock, I'm shocked. He's a pit panther. You don't like him. I know. Hail to pit, but no, you no, you can't say that. You can't you cannot say that. I didn't say whatever. I didn't say against, I didn't... you were against one of Pitt, one of Pitt's finest. How, how could you say that? I love everything else. Whatever. Disgraceful. Love Darrell Rivas, Larry Fitzgerald, Curtis Martin, Mike Dicka. All legendary Pitt Panther. Dan Marino. Love Mike Dicka. Great guy. James Conner. You can like all of them, but you can't like you can't like Kenny Pickett. Aaron Donald. Yep. Guy that I wanted the Cowboys draft too. Aaron Donald. Okay. Um, we have four more questions. Please let's go with let's go with number six. Number six, Jeff McNeil. Love that. It's fine. I like Jeff McNeil. He's cool. Yeah. Number six is from Eric. Where's Eric from? Eric is from. Eric is from Beverly Hills, California. We love the stars. Adam, who's the star that's on your mind today? Please share with the class. Who's the star that's on mine today? On my yes, mind absolutely. today? Absolutely. Hmm. Andrew Garfield. Oh, Andrew Garfield, Spider Man. Yes. I've been oh. seeing a lot of Spider Man stuff on my timeline. On, on Twitter slash X or whatever the hell it is. It's still Twitter. It's still Twitter. I yeah. refuse to call it X. It's Twitter. Oh, Andrew Garfield. Great guy. Yeah. Great guy. Um, the star's on my mind today. Uh Timothy Chalamet. Great guy. Love him. I was I was near Why? his uh, I was near his, his his girlfriend's home. Oh. That's fun. Yes, I was in I was near Kardashian country. That's Calabasas for all those that don't know. I, I did not. Oh well, I I teach something today. Yes, the Kardashians Unla- live. The yeah. Kardashians live in the hills in uh, in in Calabasas. I very much do not keep up with the Kardashians. Yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs> uh, that was that was solid. That was nice. You took you that, see Adam. We're we're making great strides here. You see the opportunities to take these puns, and you really just you, you take them to the hills. You take them to the fucking moon. That was no. that was good stuff. You see, p- puns are only funny when I make them. Well, you do have good puns. Yeah, that that is one of the things I will say. You 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 do bring to the table. You do bring very good puns to the table. So very well done. I was that was impressive. Yes. Um. Uh, this is from Eric. Eric is from Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. We love the uh, stars. I didn't, I didn't say the star. It's on my mind. Oh, no. Yes, it is. I said Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. I'm a selfish prick. <laughs> I, you know, I just listen. I hear Beverly Hills. I get so excited. And, of course, Emilio Estevez. Great guy. Yes. Love him. Yep. So Eric wants us to rank him in half. Sure. The Kardashians? Oh, okay. Let's not. In Timothy Chalamet. Great guy. In half of what? Never mind. I'm not even going to ask that question because I don't even... Don't ask questions you don't want the answer to. That's that's the lesson of the day. That's a very good idea. Um, rank them in half. Travis Etienne, Kenneth Walker, Alexander Madison, and Brees Hall. Etienne, Walker, Madison, Hall, you said? Etienne, Walker, Madison, Hall. 
Uh, it is Etienne. Madison Walker Hall for me. Really? Yeah. Madison Madison and Hall are back to back. Okay. I mean, I'd probably I might switch Madison and Hall, but I just mm, it's tough. Like you said, back to back. So uh, Brees Hall now has Travis Hook there. Uh, Alexander Madison has um, this brand new backup running back. I don't know if you've heard, if you've heard of him. Um, his name is uh, fucking no one. I thought you were going to say the actual backup running back because I probably haven't heard of him. Uh, the back actual backup running back is Dwayne McBride. Oh, I, or I it not. could be it could be our good buddy Mike Davis. It would oh, no. that, that'd be so fucking poetic if. Jake and I both have Alexander Madison in keeper leagues. And who do the Vikings go and sign? Mike fucking Davis. It would, that would just be poetry. Noted fourth round bust, Mike Davis. Guy who guy who we have hated for as long as time. The cockroach that refuses to die. And what does Mike Davis do? His last act of valor decides to absolutely penetrate Jake and I with our hopes and dreams of Alexander Madison giving us a great sweet nice comfortable ride to the mountaintop but it gets absolutely taken out by a boulder called mike davis there have been two players that we have all three of us have been unequivocally right about that i can think of at this moment one of them is mike davis Mm -hmm. and the other one is clyde yes yes clyde that's another one yeah um okay so, 10, 11, or 2? Uh, let's go with Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter. Number 2. re 2 Show some re 2 bird. I'll, I'll give you my re 2 Um, it, This question is from Henry. Where's Henry from? Uh, Henry is from... From Napoli, Italy. Home of my Very people. Nice. Home of my right. people. Que questo sono qui. I don't know what that means. That's me and my people. Me, me and my people talking. We had a moment here. Oh, okay. Uh, Henry wants us to rank him in half. Receivers this time. Okay. DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin, Calvin Ridley, DeAndre Hopkins. Moore, Ridley, McLaurin, Hopkins. More McLaurin, Ridley, Hopkins. Uh, more McLaurin, Ridley, Hopkins. In that, so the order that I said is uh, the order that you would rank them. Yep, that's exactly how I'd rank them. Okay. I love it when things are easy. Very easy. All right. 10 or 11? 11. 11. Hmm. Can you think of any players, any athletes? Uh, yes, 11? I fucking can. Can, can you think of anybody, anybody at all, with the number eleven? You scared the shit out of me, Adam. <laughs> I was looking. I was looking at my hand, writing, writing it down. I thought you were being serious. <laughs> the fucking captain, El Capi, fucking Ton, baby. Mark Messier. Yes. Great guy. Mark. Adore Mark him. Messier. Yes. Number eleven. Is from Howard. Where is Howard from? 
It's not Howard. Um, Howard is from. He's from the Holy Land, Tel Aviv, Israel. Adam, would you like to speak Hebrew? I'm going to say Yiddish. Oh my God. <laughs> I am. I have no words. <laughs> would you like to speak Hebrew to your <laughs> Say Yiddish. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I could if I would, but I can't. I my Hebrew school teachers when I was in Hebrew school, which is you know Sunday school, basically, but we had to go three times a week. Um, all the teachers, if they were wanted to say something and they didn't want the kids to know what they were talking about, they were all speaking English to each other. Of course, yeah, I, I do this. I do the same thing when uh, when I'm in, when I'm in the deli and I uh, I see someone that's acting a little bit out of character or is or is rude. I'll talk to my uh, my Italians. That run that run my deli. I'll, I'll talk to him a little time. Yes. Also, by the way, do you know who's another great number eleven? Uh, Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson. Great guy. Great guy. Adore him. Um. So, just I'm gonna just ignore the fact that I've been asked to speak Hebrew or Yiddish or whatever because I can't Yiddish. I can't say. <laughs> oh, that was that was an all time gaff. That was bad. Yeah. Well, you can speak whatever. I can't say a full sentence in either language. So I don't I know what I wanted to say, but it just it just it, I was I was poor. That was very 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 poor. Yeah. So you never you'll never guess what Harry what uh, Howard wants us to do. Um, he wants us to rank them in half. Nice. Look at that. It's so weird. <laughs> F getting all the love right now. Yeah. So back to running backs. Najee Harris, J.K. Dobbins, Joe Mixon, Rashad White. Harris, Dobbins, Mixon, White? Correct. It's Mixon, Harris, Dobbins, White. Not in order. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I agree with you. But- wow. Love Love all three of the AFC North running backs. Well, three of the four getting some love here. Yes. Um, number 10, the last the last one, number 10. My guy, Sergio Aguero. Yeah. My guy, Emma Smith Rowe. Great guy. My other guy, Chad Pennington. My other guy, Jack Wilshire. Also, uh, hmm. I was going to say JT Miller, but I don't know if I want to say JT Miller. <laughs> what? Really? Are you searching for a number, another number 10? Bread. Oh, that's true. Bread. Bread. With this terrible haircut. Well, yeah. That's an abomination. Or Temi Panarin chopping off the locks. It's terrible. It's a sad, sad day. It's a very sad day. My God. Awful. Uh, number 10. Who's this from? What's what's this person's name? This person's name is Nick. Is Nick. Uh, Nick is from Provo, Utah. Oh, look at that. You Anything you want to say to your people in Provo? I, I, I don't know. Nothing really. Man of so few words. Come by my come by my 
Ah, come by my apartment. We can hang out. Nick asks, if you have to invest in one committee, which committee would it be? Ah, uh, the Lions. I would also say the Lions. I think the Rollers are pretty clear cut. With the, I guess is the question, if you invest in any in one committee, it means that you have both players in that committee. I guess it means if you're going to take one, if you're going to be involved in one committee, whether you have both or not is another matter. Which one would it be? And that would be the Lions. I mean, why don't we just make this into, because, you know, we haven't gone long enough on this podcast. Why don't we make it a two-parter and say, which committee would you rather have if you had all the members of the committee? And which committee would you rather have if you only have one? Oh, the answer is the same, the Lions. It's still the Lions? Still the Lions, yeah. Okay. Well, I know that you do like Jameer Gibbs. So Yeah, and Montgomery's fine. Yeah. Montgomery's fine. If you want if you want another another answer, uh I could say out of the ones that we know are committees, the Chiefs in full with Pacheco and, and McKinnon. Yeah, I like the Chiefs also. That's a fine backup. When I and I would take out of the one, I would probably take Pacheco. I would also. But McKinnon McKin is fine too. Yeah, but I like Pacheco at this point. I well, like both. I like both. Yeah. Well, that's it for the mailbag. Always a always a fun time to do the mailbag and answer your questions and talk about breaking news. And, and all that all that stuff so thank you for listening to this thank you for listening to this episode of the Basic Talk Podcast Fantasy Show find all episodes wherever you get your podcasts for my co-host Ed Birdsall I'm Adam Castor talk to you next time uh, bye bye